Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to DragonCast. Home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, 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 ho. That's me being Santa, Chris Mandel. Being... I thought you were going to do ho, 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 door. Oh, fuck on. Ho, ho, hold the door. How are you, Chris Mandel? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, wintry. This is the, we're recording this on uh, morning of Monday the twelfth of December, twenty twenty two, and. Uh, as predicted every year, and the, the world just goes to shit in the UK whenever there's mm-hmm. a snowflake, uh, whenever there's a bit of heat. We just can't, we can cope with nothing except dreary grey weather in the UK. It's pretty. Winter boring. has come. Winter today. has come. It certainly has. Winter has come. It certainly has. Um, so uh, welcome, welcome everybody. We are we're talking about um, uh, season two, episode five of uh, Game of Thrones: The Ghost of Harrenhal. Is it that one? Just the ghost of Aaron. Yeah, right? yeah, that is right. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, but but before we get to that, I thought we'd I thought we'd go through. We very rare. I always forget to like look at comments that people have left on YouTube in particular, uh, mainly because um, YouTube is just still a mystery to me. Um, but we've had mm. lots of um, lots of good questions actually. Thank you so much for everyone uh, getting in touch. Um, I can't remember Hell's Bells Tells has said, that bit with George cracking one out had me in stitches. Well played, Chris. What does that, what's that referring to? Uh, where, last, last episode. I guess so, George, yeah. George no, 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 hang I, a sec. Was, That's from season one, episode one. That must've been, we must've been referring to George R.R. R. Martin uh, cracking one out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it's one of my favourite phrases. <laughs> But I can't remember the context. We should have a no context dragon cast Twitter account. That's true. <laughs> uh, Man of Bronze. Uh, hey, Man of Bronze has said, loving that Chris has got a whole friends, ugly, naked guy style neighbour situation. 
Let's hope they're dressed for next yeah. week. What's going on with the with the cigarette smoking scuzz balls that you live near? <laughs> she, she's out. One of them is out now, over the fag. Really amazing. <laughs> but do you know what really blew my mind yesterday? So uh, on Sunday night it was snowing, and you know we had a couple of mates around for dinner. They had to trudge home in the snow because there's no trains. Yeah. And I went out, put my head out. You know, I had a couple of drinks last night. I was like, I just want to get some fresh air. It's like 11.30 at night. Yeah. Snow's falling. It's yeah. fucking freezing out there. Who's out there having a fucking smoke? Perfect. Professional smoke. My neighbours. I, yeah. do, I, do, I um, do admire them. I do admire them. But they've got the tree up. And then, do you know what? They've got the tree up before they've got any curtains. And I think priorities, I have to respect that. Yeah, they've got the priorities sorted, and I'm a Christmassy. I'm as Christmassy as it comes, so I'm like, do you know what? We have a lot in common. Yeah, um, fine, fine. But yeah, yeah, that's nice to see that they uh, <laughs> has gone down well in the comments. Um, uh, Ltrop, thanks for getting in touch. I know what this is about. Uh, this is about season two, episode one. This is about last week's episode about my uh, conspiracy theory or the conspiracy theory circulating about Longclaw. Uh, El Tropi saying the Longclaw eye-opening saga was determined to be a drop of water. Nothing more, nothing less, which is quite sad, really. Oh, that's interesting. And we did have someone on Twitter was talking to us last week about our theory that the episode was cut differently because we seem to remember it starting with Stannis. And somebody did reply to us and say they were going to do that. And they didn't. So we oh. are imagining it. But I think it's something on the DVD extras. Someone messaged some, like, me, comment. actually. I think someone called Helen messaged me on Instagram just saying that they had the same uh, vision in their mind. I think Isn't that's so weird? I think there's a later episode. I think I think that's what we're doing. We're getting confused with our later episodes. So those yeah. of you new to the yeah. episode not, not got a clue what we're talking about. We reviewed uh, season two, episode one last week. And Chris and I had convinced ourselves completely independently that uh, yeah. the episode yeah. began with Stannis and Melisandre on the beach. Uh, but mm. we think that comes a bit later on where they're kind of uh, torturing men and stuff. I think. Pro- probably because, and we sort of know this, they're setting sail. Hmm. They're going to sail to Blackwater Bay soon. So before they go, they're probably going to do some kind of spooky ritual. Yes. Um, But it's funny how your mind thinks certain things happen in certain orders. And yeah, you've just convinced yourself that like, that's what happens. 100%. Um, Chris Mander, I've caused a bit of a uh, a stink. Oh no, what happened? Well, do you remember like... Was it the, uh, I think it was the first rewatch that we did. I made a very flippant, mm. uh, not accusation, just kind of comment that, um, or question, posed a question to you and to the to, to the Great Dragoncast listeners, where I said, do we consider Game of Thrones to be a UK or <laughs> American show? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Well, Did this, did this ruffle a few feathers? Well, the... Who do you think, if we had to, if you had to pick a side on the Atlantic that it would have ruffled, where, where would you place your bets? Do you I think even picking a side would fan the flames of this <laughs> yeah, in a direction that neither the... of us would like. So I'm going to say uh, so, so I've nothing. Ups- <laughs> I've, I've upset America. Um, Great. Who? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Just, just the whole of America. Um, Never heard of her. No. <laughs> um, first of all, someone popped in onto uh onto youtube and this was nice comment you know fair enough you know and made it made a valid argument um where they said uh it's a british show lol this is alice to you 448 hey alice 
Um, today I learned that George R. R. Martin, Daniel and David, Ryan Condal, HBO, Warner Brothers, etc., are all from the UK. La- laughing face with the crying eyes uh, emoji, just giving you a hard time, lol. It's created by Americans. Oh, no. But it, oh, sorry. Hang on a second. It carries on. Uh, it's created by Americans, written by Americans, owned by Americans just with mostly British actors. Owned. After every name you listed, mostly. I just... Mostly. I don't want to... We've touched a nerve, and it's just... Well, that was, we weren't intending to. That was, that was the lightest touches of nerves. If, if however, mm. uh, you go over to our Apple podcast reviews... Oh, no. Um, which, incidentally, has been really... It's been really quite um, engaged. Thank you to everybody that's taken the time to go and leave us a review yeah. on Apple Podcasts because it is a massive pain in the arse to leave a review on Apple yeah. Podcasts. So it's I not do... your first instinct when you listen to a podcast no. to say to go and leave a response. So that is very kind. I'm a bit nervous to look in case people are being rude about me. No one's being rude um, about, about okay. you. Um, okay, fine. I don't care. It's good. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, so, Continue. so we'll start off with, we'll start off with a good one uh, by far the most superior Thrones related podcast out there thank you very much oh, thank you from Nikki uh, I absolutely Thanks, love Nick. Dragon Cast I adored House of the Dragon listened to Jamie Chris and their weekly guests it was not only a great listen but really helped unpick some of the things I'd missed thank you that's nice thank you on the flip side mm-hmm. one star review here and, I, and and this is a this is a long long one star review <clears throat> Oh, this was by um, who wrote this? This was drone with an N at the end. If you're listening, no hard feelings. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. Um, one star. I was really excited to listen to this, and yet they made the first episode or the 18th. You pick um, all about being USA versus England. The English podcasts claimed anyone remotely adjacent to a UK identity, whether the actor would want that or not. I'm not a USA apologist. However, I'm an American who is very fascinated by British history, but I truly don't see the value in arguing about this being a British or an American show. If we're going to start talking about the politics of Britain versus the US, we're going to have to talk a lot about some incredibly unsavoury events that aren't involved in the War of the Roses or other events that the show is based on. I wouldn't have bothered making a comment, but to say that America has no history is just so ignorant and disappointing. And honestly, just a strange thing for a podcast like this to say. Indigenous Mm. Americans have an incredibly rich and long history, a history that colonisers tried to erase and they failed in doing so. I hope the hosts of this podcast will do a bit of research into not only the history that inspired A Song of Ice and Fire, but also about just exactly what British colonialism entailed. I've, I've, I've right. opened a fucking can of worms here. Again, I was yeah. hoping for a fun podcast about Game of Thrones and was so confused and disappointed that I felt the need to leave this comment. If you want to be proud of the British actors, that's great. You don't need to. Which we, yeah, we love them. You yeah, don't need them. to tear down entire cultures you know nothing about in the protest. In the process, okay. the thing I would say is, first of all, valid. Yeah, I know nothing. I about didn't. Anything. I was. I, I very picked up a very valid point when I when I made that yeah. very flippant, silly comment. But this is <laughs> flippant joke really about Americans having no a... history. I was referring to modern America. I was not quite yeah. wrongly including indigenous indigenous uh, Americans in that. Um, I apologize. Also, I don't remember. I I don't remember it being a focal part of a podcast, but. What I learned working in Morrison's when I was a teenager is that if people have a bad experience, they are more likely to 
let you know than if they have a good experience. Great. And so a, a bad experience uh, listening to us um, can cause someone to leave. And hey, you know what? If this one person has taken the time reply. to take to, to write that in, it means that others will have probably have thought it. And if those others yeah. have given us another chance, I'd like to apologize. It was a flippant throwaway thing. I was commenting because, yeah. and I guess, yes, you're right. Uh, the the people that the previous person mentioned, Ryan, well, Ryan's only House of the Dragon. M- Miguel is English, by the way, or certainly. Uh, yeah. Uh, British accent. So you mentioned uh, George, correct. You mentioned Daniel and David. Yeah. You mentioned HBO and Warners. Yep, absolutely fine. Fair enough. The, 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 it was Finance for America and the studio's American. Um, the, the, I'd say 90, 90% of the crew, British. Just, mm-hmm. just saying. Just also, it's weird because I think just like it's not an it's, argument. I don't, I don't care. We slandered it with no, one of the no, greatest no. shows. It was just it, a throwaway comment because I considered it to be a British show because on screen is British accent. <laughs> but I'm, st- I, yeah. I'm, I'm am I digging myself? Shall I stop? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much of this makes it into the final edit. <laughs> this, I mean, this is. I, mate, I think you're you're giving too much credence on how much I actually cut out of the edit. Do you know what though? So, I mean, talking about what we do know about um, the history of Westeros, right? Obviously, the wall was inspired by Hadrian's Wall, uh, which used to separate England and Scotland. And I'm from Cumbria. I live. I grew up like four miles from Hadrian's Wall or thereabouts, and I've been on the wall. I mean, it's all rubble now, but you can walk it in a fashion. So I've been up there many, many yeah. times yeah, and that yeah. was a big inspiration for uh, the wall. And yeah, anyway, so that's interesting. Some good, good comments from people this last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, we do. We do. Yeah, I think, and you know, and that's a perfectly valid show, a perfectly valid comment. Um, it um, is a perfectly valid show. That's why we're, re- that's why we're recapping it every week. Damn. But thanks to everybody um, that does take the time to leave a review. And you know what? If a few more of you want to, feel free you know i don't know how you do yeah. it I've, I've tried to leave reviews Could. on Apple. i find it very complicated but that's because i'm very yeah. old yeah. i've got a question very for good. listeners as well i want some feedback i want some viewers feedback we've not discussed this either but um okay. I'm, I'm thinking we need to we need to update the cover art for dragon cast for Ooh. for when for when the next one comes along so there's yeah. plenty of time and i'm thinking that like you and i should do a proper like photo shoot for it Oh my god, that would be great! And I'm thinking, that would like, be great. Bagsy Viserys with the gold mask on one side. Who would you be? <laughs> Who are you going to be? Um, I mean, let's put this Viserys. to listeners. I'm going to be Viserys, whatever, because that's Bagsy. It's my ball. Um, yeah. Would you like Chris to be Laris? <laughs> Or just hobbling around. <laughs> Who would? Who could you be? Uh, or a dragon I mean, outfit? Yeah, <laughs> a pantomime I also dragon. Think it would be. Fu- I think we should mirror the. <laughs> I'm too, too sort of too feeble looking to be one of your dragons. You're, you, you I'd, I'd a, love it. Just uh, there must be like pantomime dragon costumes that you can buy. Yeah, <laughs> I think actually recreating uh, Rhaenyra and Damon where they're sort of like back oh, to back on the, would be quite good. That would be good. We could even go down. to I the, can have a long, long blonde wig on. We could go to the beach in Cornwall and just like. We could make love under a dragon skull, couldn't we? Or was it a, be- a the, yeah. the, the, the ship carcass? I was thinking we could just do it on that bit of the south bank when the tide goes out, yeah, you know, exactly. where, where there's always that random guy, guy does building the, a sculpture. Does the, yeah, he does a sandcastle in the shape of a dog, you know, we could go down there. 
That would actually be really funny. Please don't um, two men bumming on a on the bank. <laughs> and I think they're related. <laughs> oh, That's a goodness. good option. That's a good option. But yeah, so um, ideas for Chris. Um, the I- other one is uh, like you're Jon Snow and I'm the dire wolf. <laughs> yeah, like a bit of that. Just with a really shit pair of like ears on. <laughs> There we go. We've got a good, we've got a healthy dynamic, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. And we could, I wonder if Thronecast would lend us the, we could go and like film it on the set or do it on the set there or something. That'd be quite cool. They probably won't let us do that. But. No. Um, anyway. Good, good to plan. Good to plan. Good let's to talk about. Let's talk. Um, yeah, so anyway, we are here to talk, to talk about the ghost of Harrenhal. Um, another great ep, actually. I thought this was going to be a bit of a nothing um, yeah. ep, but actually... Rampacked again. I forgot just how much they had to... We took for granted in the later series all of the setup that was mm. done in these first two seasons, I think, because this... Like, it got Renly out of the way pretty damn quickly. Just to... For those of you that don't know which episode we're talking about, uh, here's a quick recap from our sister podcast previously. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. In King Renly's tent, Catelyn and the King negotiate the terms of a peace treaty between the Starks and the Baratheons. The tent flaps shudder as the ghostly figure we saw Melisandre give birth to last episode slides in. With a shadow blade, it stabs King Renly dead and dissipates into nothingness. The War of the Five Kings is now down to just four. A weeping Brienne is convinced to flee as Catelyn says they will both be blamed for Renly's death. Many in Renly's army change sides to join King Stannis, but the Tyrells refuse. Littlefinger uses all his wily ways to bring the Tyrell forces over to Joffrey's cause. Davos tries to warn King Stannis about how dangerous Melisandre is, but Stannis will not listen. He does, however, agree to leave the Red Priestess behind when they attack King's Landing and gives Davos the command of his fleet. In King's Landing, Tyrion coerces information from his cousin Lancel. Queen Cersei has ordered vast amounts of wildfire, a dangerous substance that explodes into unquenchable flames. If their enemies surround the city, she intends to burn them all. Tyrion goes to the pyromancers who are making the wildfire and claims it all for his own purposes. Theon takes control of the single ship placed under his command. His crew is less than impressed with their new commander. To win them over, he decides to besiege a castle and not the fishing villages he was ordered to take. Freezing in the far north, the Night's Watch is met by the famous ranger Corin Halfhand. He plans to capture a wildling camp to interrogate them about Mance Raider's plans, and Jon Snow volunteers to join him. In Carth, Daenerys is enjoying the hospitality of Zara Zoan Daxos. At a party thrown in her honour, Daenerys is approached by the warlock Pyat Pri, who invites her to the mysterious house of the Undying. Zara says she doesn't need the dubious assistance of magicians. If she marries him, he'll buy her a fleet to carry her to Westeros. Daenerys decides to reject both of these offers, for now. At Winterfell, word reaches them that the Ironborn are raiding the coast and attacking castles, so the guards of the castle are sent to drive them back into the sea. But Bran dreams of the ocean swelling up and drowning everyone in Winterfell. Arya is serving as the cupbearer to Tywin Lannister, a position that lets her hear all of the Lannister plans. Jacken tells her that since she saved three lives in the battle that freed him, death is owed three souls. All she has to do is tell him, and he will see to it that they die, so she names the man who tortured the captives. 
that man dies from a tragic accident where he somehow trips, falls and twists his neck completely around, much to Arya's satisfaction. So Chris, what did you think? What was your take on it? I thought it I thought it was great. Uh one thing that I think we've been sort of trained to forget with watching House of the Dragon is just how many storylines Game of Thrones had. Mm. And this episode went everywhere, practically. Yeah. Like it literally went we were in King's Landing, Winterfell, uh the Riverlands, uh we're on with Stannis, we're at, like we're in Carth with Daenerys, we're yeah. on Pike with Theon. We literally went everywhere, right? Yeah. And it actually didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel overstuffed. And I just couldn't get over how kind of like dexterous the whole thing was mm. because every location felt completely different. And I thought, I just was watching it thinking, this just doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel like they're like padding. It feels really, really carefully layered and carefully like laid out. And I kept thinking like, when you're in Pike, it just looks and feels different yeah. to when you're in Carth, to when you're in the Riverlands, to when you're in Renly's tent. Like everything is so beautifully like realized on screen. So that was my first takeaway was mm. that was just a joyful hour or 50 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing I thought that really jumped out, and I think it's again, because House of the Dragon hasn't done this very much, is when we go with the... Uh, Night's Watch are on their expedition. You know, they filmed that in Iceland and you can really right, fucking yes. tell. You can really tell. You're there and you're like, this is so bright and beautiful and stunning and also almost like terrifying looking. But yeah, the landscape they just spent so much as well, wasn't it? They spent so much money on these locations. And I think like, I just, just couldn't get over how brilliant it looked. And it was just, just a, a great episode. But I thought the, the visual language, the visual palette was just insane. And Yeah, and they did, yeah. It, it's full credit to the writers, I think. I don't know who wrote this episode, actually. Um, let me, why don't I have a look? Um, because, like you say, every scene, not only, not only did it not feel rushed, we, you know, we, we've come into this, we're watching this sporadically. So we, you know, in mm. between the last week, we've not watched like two, three and four. We've come yeah. in, we've come into this and yet there was no scene where I was just like, oh, hang on a sec. What are they doing? Why are they there? Yeah. Who are they talking yeah. to? Because it was, the answer was in the question. You know, the question was in the answer that it was all, it was all kind of, it was show don't tell. It was really, really yeah. well done. It's um, really easy to jump back in, isn't it? And you kind of go, oh, Arya's at Harrenhal. Oh, yeah, like she basically got captured on the way up. Yeah. That's, that's kind of right. all you need yeah, to know. Yeah. yeah. John's gone on a, or they've gone on a mission up north. We kind of know what that's about. And like, yeah, I, it was really, it's, I mean, it, and it, you know, that's hard because like th this is a book. Mm. And I, I think they pull from different chapters to, it, it, to, to make this into, a season of, of television or yeah, seasons was, of television. This was written it's by Daniel, really, Daniel Weiss him, him, himself. He was, uh, he was still writing this one. Yeah. So good Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's really masterful how they have adapted it. And this is a great example. I think there's a couple of things if I'm being a bit of a critic about it, where I think like Renly's death and the sort of subsequent fallout from that with Brienne, you know, I mean, we've not seen any other, we've not seen the stuff before this, but my understanding is they got introduced like, two episodes ago or last episode, yeah. like, I mean, Renly was in season one, but like Brienne has only just been introduced. 
Renly's been killed off quite quickly. And I feel like that is such a big moment. And Brienne's reaction is like utter despair. But it does yeah. feel like it had to happen quite quickly to move on. Uh, yeah. Which is just a byproduct of, you know, you can't make an episode much longer than they've made them. So. And hindsight hindsight affords us the luxury of knowing what Brienne, Brienne becomes and grows into and, and what yeah, um, yeah, Gwendolyn yeah. does with the character so so masterfully. It does suffer a little bit from Shrekism. Um still at the beginning I think because we don't because she's not fully formed yet as a character and, and felt mm. slight, like maybe it's because maybe it's because we didn't have the the preview the prior episodes to see that connection between Renly and, yeah. and that that it seemed quite melodramatic it was like oh I love calm down a bit. my, you know, my whole, recollection the oath was the oath thing just felt a little bit incongruous to the whole thing it was like this yeah the scene between her and Catelyn for instance just felt a bit a little bit daft you know, mm. it's like... It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think, again, like, she basically wins a place in Renly's, like, Kingsguard. I think when right. we yeah, meet... Yeah, oh, there's the she, reveal, there's wasn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that... And that's... She's only just started being in his employ. And I, my memory serves that, like, she's just kind of been obsessed with him for ages. Like, she's just, like, in love with him. But it's very right, hard okay. to get that. Like, and I think it, it kind of works backwards. Is that a book like, thing? Spent, is that a book thing? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of, I'm going to be a little bit uh, cautious about <laughs> speaking. I have not read the books for a long time, but yeah, she's kind of, she, I think she's just loved him from afar for a minute. She thinks he's like noble and wonderful. And he is right in the show. He's like very charming, very capable, very politically savvy, but like yeah. they just have to get him out of the way. Um, so yeah, I thought that suffered a little bit. Um, and yeah, the Catelyn stuff is, it's just funny. Cause like all she says this whole time is like, got to get back to Winterfell. And we sort of know that she like never gets back and yeah. it is quite sad. Yeah. I can't remember what it is that causes her to not get up there for the rest of the, to, to the um, Red Wedding, but she's just, I think her, she goes to a few, she goes to her father's funeral at one point. Um, but yeah, it's just funny when she's like, "Oh, I've really got to go." Sorry, and must, you're like, "I really should get back." You know, it's like, "Oh, you've just missed the bus." It's like, "Oh no, these things." Yeah, stop right, so we need but, you to do one more thing. But anyway, so yeah, I, but I think it's really impressive just how much ground is covered, how many scenes there are, how many things change. Um, I even thought, and I, last week when we talked about episode one of this season, I said, oh, the Daenerys stuff like is so boring oh. and nothing really happens. And yeah. that is kind of true. And But I thought with this episode, it, it was just kind of nice to just get a real like sense of that culture in Karth and like all the costumes and the cultures and the customs. And that whole thing was kind of like, not my favorite part of the episode, but I, I do love the texture and the detail. And I think that is something that, we haven't yeah. seen a lot of on House of the Dragon in the same way. All Everyone I sort of dresses the same and looks the same and behaves the same. And we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Watching the car, the car thing, I was just like, that guy's a fucking Bitcoin bro, isn't he? It's just like, yeah. that's what I was, it's just like, yeah. that, that is this, the, 
absolute bit. Can I interest you in kind of like in, in an, in an NFT? Yeah. He's like properly kind of like, I bought a dragon NFT. Uh, yeah. I will marry me and you can have it. It's that kind of thing. So he's, and he's, he's also she, like, she opens that safe and that's the big reveal, isn't she? She kills them all and opens the safe and is empty or does she yeah. open the safe before and then I find think she, she, ta- doesn't she take everything out of it? Is it, oh, is it? Yeah, it is empty. It's empty, it? it's skint. She like, locks, she locks a- him in with her, her like, um, assist, like what assistant was? Oh yeah, her, 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 her handmaid, handmaid who betrays her. One of them betrays her, yeah. yeah. And she locks her in, um, in the vault. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, there's a, there's a, a thing in an episode that we've missed, um, a very famous scene with Tyrion and Varys where they sort of talk about who's got power, the rich man, the um, man with the sword or the religious man, you know, it's like, who has the most power? Um, and the line that Varys says is power's a trick. It's, it's just a shadow on the wall. It's whatever you want it to be. And this guy in Karth um, is very emblematic of that. He says he's got money, acts like he's got money. So you kind of think oh, I should marry him for his money. And then he's yeah. like, actually all my NFTs are worth nothing. Yeah, exactly. And these clothes are actually like from a sweatshop. I didn't pay any money for them. Yeah. They're from um, angels and I've, yeah, I've lost from... my deposit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, yeah. The, um, um, it reminds me, that, that sounds reminiscent to Viserys's line. Um, people think that dragons give us power. We've got absolutely no control over them. He says something like that. Doesn't yeah. He? We should great. never have had these or something. Yeah. That they're not. Um, what else did we have in this episode? Well, I thought, um, I mean, there there's a lot of, about, Sorry, carry on. I was going to, well, I was going to talk about wildfire. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. There's a lot of foreshadowing. A lot of, a lot foreshadowing. of foreshadowing. I mean, yeah. literal foreshadowing in Bran's case, because he foreshadowed uh, Grey, uh, Theon taking over Winterfell, didn't he? That was his... Yeah, yeah. His, it's a very interesting, actually, for one episode, how much supernatural was in here, right? Because mm. we've got the warlocks in Karth that can yeah. sort of do parlor tricks. Creepy fella. The creepy... F- Are they... Did I... When I was listening about... They're just like stoned right they're just from drinking shades of the evening so yeah it's they uh, there's a couple of things like they they are people fear them because they think they've got magic powers but it's sort of hard to tell what exactly they're able to do because they're just Um, twins when they didn't didn't it transpire that they were more just they were just kind of identical twins or something or have i imagined no there's a few of them because they they assassinate all the 13 which are the the, there's an ep- in the ep- I think the episode before the finale, maybe in episode nine, which we might we might see this in our rewatch. I think they oh, kill yeah. a lot of the other people in the thirteen. But my understanding is that they're sort of they ha- they used to be very powerful. They're not anymore, but people fear them because it's like, well, what if it's a bit like Melisandre? Like, I'm not quite sure what you can do. Yeah, I don't want to bet against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've got Melisandre. We've got the warlocks. Um, We've also got what Bran is up to. Mm-hmm. And then the wildfire, like even Bronn sort of says to Tyrion, like this is like weird like, wizard shit. Like he's not convinced. And the way of doing things is that you win wars by getting soldiers and horses and swords. Yeah, it feels like and cheating. Yeah. Yeah, Bronn is like, I don't know if, maybe if we can catapult these like grenades into people, it might work. But like, this is so out there and it's not the way to win. And Davos says the same thing to Stannis. Like, you should not be winning with this, like, magic woman. It's not going to... It's it's yeah. weird. It doesn't feel right. And then even further in this comparison, Theon and uh, the guy's called Dagmar, his new... The guy from, you know... Um, Finchie. From The Office. Finchie from The Office. Yeah. He's like... What did you say? Frey Bentos. <laughs> My name's... Dag- <laughs> 
you know, Theon is like, right, I'm I'm the leader, so they should do what I say. And he's like, no, you've got to do it by force. There's yeah. no there's no God given right here. You've got to take it. So that's what leads him to go and invade. That's near a good, yeah, that's a really good. Um, so I, I thought reference. that this episode, I thought, what a, a fascinating! Like, it's it's you've got to win by force. You've got to let go with soldiers. You've got to win people over. Like that's how you conquer. You can't do it with magic. You can't do it with money. You yeah. can't do it in blind faith. Um, but I forgot just how much magic, for lack of a better word, there was in this episode. Big shout out to Ralph Innocent as well, the guy that plays uh, Dagmar or whatever his name was, the Finchie from The Office. Mm. What a fucking great character actor he is. I mean, he does, he does generally tend to play the same guy in every... <laughs> that, he, that was basically just Finchie from The Office. He's got just one of the best voices. And if anyone's if anyone wants um, a recommendation, something to watch, watch The Witch, which is... Um, a horror film set in like medieval kind of pagan Britain. Mm. And it with, I think it was, um, oh, what was her name? Anya Taylor Joy's first, oh, right. yeah. first ever film role, I think. And it is genuinely, genuinely one of the most chilling kind of horror films I've seen in the past decade. Really, really good. Anyway, carry on. He's, he's great. He's great. But uh, yes, yeah. Lots but of that- magic. Lots, lots of magic. magic. Uh, it's sort of interesting because I think like it does. Yeah, Jack die and Hagar as well. Bit. He was he was magic. Shit. Yeah. And you know we we don't really like like he even talks um, to Arya about this becomes kind of relevant in season six when she's training. Yeah. You saved those three people and you've upset the balance and the, the god yeah, of yeah. death or whatever he's called is mm. like we have to take three lives. So I'll take three for you. Um, and I missed, obviously, the tickler is, I think, is the person that tortures them, I think. Yes, in that's a previous right. Yeah, episode. yeah. Um, and it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, if you'd sort of be like, kill Tywin Lannister, that's yeah, what I would like, use my, my phone. Yeah, kill Joffrey, kill Tywin Lannister, and then the Game of Thrones is over. Thank you very much. But, but it's, it's um, a bit genie three wishes, isn't it? You can't wish for more money. That you can't wish for more wishes. And also um, that we don't know the limits of what he can do. I mean, he seems really good at what he does. So presumably really he, confident. Could he would he, he kill, he, he could probably kill Cersei, but it would take ages and Arya wouldn't know about it for like months, probably. True. Um, I so did enjoy, I did, in, yeah, I did enjoy that. And I forgot that uh, the reason that all that began was because Arya saved his life. That was mm. really good. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed the scene between Arya and Tywin. They're, they're, they're so good. Their chemistry was great. I've forgotten how good that was. And that whole... Written for the show as well. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. She she doesn't doesn't do his cup bearing in the books. Oh, she is sort okay. of held held there. She's like a cook or something. But yeah. And oh, I think okay. that the, the relationship between is great. What I loved about that is that, she, you know, in, I think even in the pilot, she's like not paying attention to her studies or she doesn't really know as much about the houses of like the North and that comes to bite her in the arse because she tries to claim she's from like White Harbour or something. And he's like, well, what's your house's sigil? And she can't remember. So she goes, oh, I'm actually from Barrowtown and we're like the red whatever. But I thought that was a good detail that she doesn't know. She's not up on the the politics and the and the houses. And that, yeah. has, that sort of nearly blew her cover. Yeah, it was really, um, really good. And yeah, I just, I love that. And it's, you can see... Arya's kind of the you know the assassin in her kind of forming slowly you know it's, it's, it's her she had a great character arc Arya didn't she Arya, yeah Arya, yeah I always forget yeah 
it sort of makes sense now in re- I remember when she like yeah the faceless man stuff that she does across the sea you I found it quite frustrating um but you know you want her to be this like deadly assassin but she can't com- completely give herself over to it she can't be no one because she's so tied to her identity and that's why she sort of quits and it yeah. sort of works now i think i think when when we get to that i think it's going to be really good yeah i remember at the time finding it all like oh we've finally got her over here and she's fucking quit after like a month yeah but it's part of who she is um yeah i thought that was really good and i loved that she was kind of like sort of laying all these like tracks that like oh yeah rob like rides a giant direwolf and it like eats people she was kind of like bullshitting to make him sound really fearful yeah um, yeah 100 percent, 100 and we didn't see rob in this episode did we but we get we right. get the insight from tywin that like he's actually really good at like battles and like commanding an army and like because he just keeps winning these small victories yeah i forgot how much they feared him and how much you yeah know, the, he's really good yeah. But I think what happens in season three is that he starts to, he makes a few mistakes with his political al- allegiances. He ma- he marries that random girl, doesn't he? And Charlie that's Chaplin's, where kind of, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. Una Chaplin is Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. You're fucking kidding. No, it's a good, good, good little fun fact for you there, isn't it? Wow. I actually just watched her in something, which I can't talk about because it's embargoed. Uh, but she's in a Christmas tree, someone out of the Christmas tree. Was it her that had a Christmas tree up, was it? Can't no. tell us that either. No. This is the longest. I'm drawing, drawing this out so much, aren't I? I know. Who we're expecting had, like Biden or, yeah. you know, when it comes out and it's just going to be like, you know, the fucking Joe Lysett, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was Joe Lysett? Um, it's not, is it? I thought I told I so I saw you on Tuesday, didn't I? We we had an IRL. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't a businessman's lunch. Or maybe you did and I just. I did tell you. I did tell you. Oh, damn, I think. I So Rob marries um, this this like uh, woman and it, it fucks up his relationship with the phrase. And then there's other things that happen that we'll kind of get into in season three. But he's really good at running an army, being a leader, but like can't do the politics. Um, but it's interesting watching it now where everyone's like, we need to we need to do something about him. He's doing yeah. really well. Um, on the flip side, he's doing so well that like Winterfell's sort of open to attack yeah. With Theon and his lot. And that is like, yeah, like one of those sort of storylines where I just find it a little bit heartbreaking because he just, fuck, he helps fuck everything up. And it was Finchie that gave him the idea as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who a brand who's like, oh yeah, send 200 men to go and we sort must this do thing this. out. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. principled young lad. But the, um, the vision that he sees, he says, oh, there's, you know, it's, it's, it sort of floods with water, you know, uh, his, Osher, the wildling, is like, that can't happen. But he says, oh, there's drowned men everywhere. And yeah. the drowned men are like what the followers of like the, the sort of drowned gods, which is like the, the, the one they were. Yeah, yeah. That's what they call themselves. And I just thought, oh, I, I wouldn't have re- really noticed that at the time, but that's a right. great reference. Drowned yeah, men everywhere, literally. Yeah, that's um, yeah, great. So yeah, fucking great episode. I and with uh, notable uh, introductions, we saw... Uh, Loris, we saw Marjorie. Uh, yeah, I think for yeah. the first, well, first time in our rewatch. Anyway, I completely yeah, forgot. I'd completely forgotten that Marjorie was married to, or was she was married to Renly, wasn't she? And she was just yeah, kind of like yeah. happy to be a, happy to kind of like just happy to be queen while he, he goes off and and uh, yeah. has his fun. 
Um, they've got a huge army, and obviously the Tyrells have a huge. They have all the well, grain. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they've now the, the the all of Renly's supporters have gone to Stannis, except the Tyrells. And what I think we're supposed to glean from this conversation she had with Littlefinger is they're going to betroth her to Joffrey. Yeah. So they're sort of planted. She wants to be the queen. Yeah, and I don't I want to be I a first, queen. I want to be the queen. Is what she yeah. Said, yeah, and I think when I first watched it, I was I didn't realize that like Sansa was in danger now. That the Lannisters and the Tyrells, th- this was gonna like it all kind of leads to the Red Wedding. Ultimately, yeah. it all yeah, leads it really to does. like you know the support is changing, which makes um, me which makes me want to know what we're missing in House of the Dragon. I know we've only had 10 episodes, but something is leading towards something called blood and cheese. I do not want people to text me or let me know what that is. I don't want to know what that event is, but something is leading there and it's got something to do with the rats eating and drinking the blood. That's all. Do I'm you, I, I, all I will say is I know what it refers to. Oh, you fucker. Of course you do. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know, but okay. I saw. That's what you get for being clever. So be blissfully ignorant. It is my curse, Jamie, to be this fucking clever. <laughs> um, interestingly, the, the, the wildfire had um, the the kind of scene around wildfire. I think again, I'd, I'd kind of misremembered, or I'd, I'd forgotten that it was Cersei that had began the the kind of mm. the the assimilation of of all of the the wildfire stocks, and that I don't really understand then why. Maybe I've just forgotten why. I understand why Tyrion said, no, you can't let her have all this because she's far too um, knee-jerky with it. There was a great foreshadowing of um, of how King's Landing eventually will be yeah. fucking flattened by it. They did yeah. say this will flatten... This, if this goes up, this will flatten um, capital, uh, King's Landing. Also, the person that introduced Tyrion to the wildfire was Loris, who was the guy that came so, so close to stopping that wildfire yeah. explosion, which was such a great, remember the crawling scene? It's, it's like a really lot, it's like an eight minute scene oh, or something where he's trying to like put beautiful. out, the ca- there's a single candle a single burning candle, and when yeah. it gets to the note. Right to the end of the wick and oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But, so, I just yeah, loved, we know- but I just love that somewhere, someone said, right, we've got to make him the guy because he was the guy that first mentioned wildfire. And the whole thing, beautiful arc there. Yeah, really, really it's really, really beautiful. Specifically to see done it all just out. for us rewatchers. That must have been. It was really, really good. And also, but, sorry, go on. But I'd forgotten that that actually. So when the Battle of Blackwater, I thought that Tyrion had like um, just gone off and sorted out wildfire on his own without anyone knowing. But that mm. he just kind of. Why? Why then does Cersei? Do we see why Cersei when she does she try and get the wildfire and they deny her, or does she just? She, I am. Um, this is a guess, first and foremost. But my understanding is that she, you know, like as a woman who can't command an army, like she is more predisposed to like other means to to sort of command and to uh, kill her enemies, and I think she's probably quite enamored by the Targaryens where they could just like blow things up with their dragons. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think part of her feels like, I want to be like the, like, like no, I understand the why she did and, it. What I don't understand is then why in the battle of Blackwater, she wasn't the one that said, hang on a sec. Where's all that fucking wildfire that I had? Made? Right. Maybe you know just I mean? because like, as a woman, she's just not, she literally gets shoved in a tower for her safekeeping. Like she's not able to like run things um, like, 
she kind of has to just sit in the background, right? So she's kind yeah. of working under under the behind the scenes. It's only later on when like Tywin's gone that and and like Joffrey's dead that she sort of is able to stand Fine. out. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's. Fair I think enough. at the moment I get the impression with Cersei that all the men are sort of like telling her what to do, and yeah. she just hasn't really got any agency. Um, but I think it's interesting that it's her idea first. Tyrion yeah. finds it and is like, okay, this is crazy because this is literally like pulling the pin out of like 50 grenades. Yeah. But actually, you know, the, the bay that Stannis attacks, you know, Tyrion has a chain made to... Maybe this isn't in the show. Maybe this is just in the books. Go on. I can't, okay, I can't remember. We'll, we'll we cover this next week, but oh, we do, in, the we. Books, in the books, he commissions this gigantic chain under the water. No, I think I've heard, I think I've heard about, I think, I'm sure. And and then he pulls it taut so that they can't get the boats out and just pelts them with wildfire. I mean, it's really like demonic. Maybe that isn't in the show. Anyway, that's something for us to look at. It's just, it's wild, right? Like he, um, I'm really excited for this episode, Blackwater, because there's just, one of the greats. There's so many moving parts, but it's all in service to this one like battle. And yeah, 100%. I think actually, I think I'm almost spoiling it for ourselves, but I think the Tyrells alliance with the Lannisters is what saves it for them. Doesn't the Ty- don't the Tyrells come in at the end and sort of defeat Stannis just when it feels like they're, the Lannisters are going to fall? No, I thought maybe the, what, with Tywin because it's Tywin that, yeah, yeah. Tywin that bursts through the, the door because Cersei is just about to give uh, Milka the poppy to to, Mar- yeah. to, to Tommen yeah right? it's about to like yeah suicide him basically yeah and yeah Tywin Ty- does sort of save the day but I think it's because he comes in from his campaign with, with the Starks and joins right. the Tyrells and they sort of do it but it, it's going to be great I'm really looking forward to that This time next week, we'll be putting up the poll for season three already. It's yeah. really, really going. We're flying through. Going it. at some it's, clip. It's like six weeks, but I'm really, really enjoying like a third, it. I'm, over a third of the way in. I'm loving Wait, is that right? doing no. three episodes per season, actually. It <laughs> Me feels too. like just the right... I'm not, it's not boring. It's not kind of like, I'm yeah, we're getting like, like the best of, isn't it? Mm. It's sort of like getting the, like a curated and we have experience. Done, we, had, we did, we did doubt the choices of the, of the, of the listeners this time around, but I have to say, um, episode one and episode five, good choices, guys. We already know episode I think it really, perfect. really good. So if people voted and they knew it was because these were like the cream of the crop, thank you, because yeah. I think we've and really we are got... Gonna, we are going to change the voting system for um, next season as well, just just in case we are, we are, we are in that kind of like Twitter poll. We should, anomaly. we should think before we go just about how it's going to work with Christmas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and no, whether we can pre-record, we might even want to put a poll up or something for season three this week so that we, we can do, do an a episode. Christmas episode. Don't we? Should we do I mean, what, so th- today it's the 12th. Uh, next mm-hmm. week I'm away. I'll be, I'll be in New York next week. You're in New York next week. I'm in New York next week. What are you doing in New York? Can you say? Just being a, just being a cool fucking dude. Uh, I'm taking um, uh, Mrs. East and two young, the two youngest Easts to New York mm-hmm. for four days. Oh my God. Can I come? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'm like a surrogate child, aren't I? Um, you are basically now. Um, so, I'm actually yeah, quite so, close in age to one of your sons, aren't I? Yeah. Terrifying. Um, 
so that will that and, and next week is the 18th anyway so next week's the last week before christmas maybe we mm. just and maybe we record so we'll have to record the battle of blackwater this week at some point we just do that uh, this week yeah to go out on monday and mm-hmm. then maybe we record a christmas episode later on next week to go out yeah. on christmas day i think that might be that's fun that's that might fun. Be a fun thing to do would be like the would be like the fantasy uh, box set series version of Adam and Joe's Christmas Day episode. Exactly, exactly. That's a nice idea. And then we'll come back in twenty. We'll come back and do season three, season three in in um, in January. I think that's probably the best way of doing it. Oh my God, that it's mad. Twenty twenty three just feels so far away, and, and it's, it's still twenty nineteen. In... Still twenty nineteen. Yeah. Or if you're in my mind, ten years ago, nineteen ninety. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, I've really been enjoying season two so far. Really looking forward to Blackwater. And yeah. then, you know, I just think like every season is just, is full of hits. Like I think I forgot, season I forgot three. Why I loved it. forgot why I loved it. Yep. Season three, I think is going to be really, really fucking good. Four, it is all good. I think six is the only one where I'm a bit like, mm. Which one is six? Well, exactly. Is that, stone, <laughs> is that, is that where Tyrion and, um, and uh, Bronn are kind of on the, boat for fucking ages. that's season going five through, going through the stone men is it that's season five season, season six, six is, season six is good isn't it battle of the bastards i don't like that episode well let's get into that when <laughs> oh i'll get into that don't you worry my wife um, is, um, has put in a request that we have to cover the episode her favorite character is your man um don Don Derek, what's his name? Um, Derek Dondarian. Derek Dondarian. Derek Dondarian. Um, and the episode Derek. where he, not where he dies, but where the um, where the where the Night King um, resurrects the dragon. The I dragon. In, uh, yeah, I don't pulls know. it out. Pulls it out of the ice with the with the uh, chains. The big chain. Great So kind of great. Yeah, that was kind of great, wasn't it? Like that was yeah, the good moment. Yeah, because we all because we all kind of that was like a I think there's a bit of fan service going on in that episode. I think a few times that we got. I it. think a lot of the the towards the end, it's just it just they just have to get to the end. So I'd be I'd be interested. I've seen some. I've told you before, but like for whatever reason, if I ever go on TikTok, it just shows me clips of Game of Thrones. I wonder yeah. why. Uh, but <laughs> I, there's been quite a few bits from season seven, and I'm kind of watching it going. This is actually better than I remember. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of satisfying I moments. Invented, I, th- I think we've invented the best way of rewatching um, a box set. I think so too. It's very, so to, oh, what I want to tell you is, um, I can probably say this. So I interviewed Charlie Cox, um, the poet, no. Daredevil. Oh, nice! And I was talking to him about Boardwalk Empire, is he, is which I Christmas. is that Christmas? Is it Christmas, Charlie? No, Cox? that's not him either. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is. But all I would say is, so he, I was talking to him about Boardwalk Empire because he was in it yeah. briefly. And I was like, hang on a minute. I've not watched this. That might be up for, on my like ones to watch because okay. it's like every, every, I would love it. I know it's like not, it's not quite considered like a Sopranos, a Mad Men, whatever. It's sort of the next it's, tier it's down. It's up there though. It's up there. Stephen Graham. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and Scorsese the- directed an episode. Direct to the pilots, I'm sure. Did you know that? Yeah. Um, you know the story about Boardwalk Empire, though, right? 
No. So when 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 Sky Atlant- Sky Atlantic was basically created specifically for HBO, it's like that's that's yes like, yes created as a conduit for for American drama. HBO being the first kind of big deal that they did, and they've since done it with Showtime and and various others. But they launched with the two flagship shows that Sky Atlantic launched with were Boardwalk Empire and Game of Thrones. And this was back in the day when uh, pre-everything, when there was money and kind of like <laughs> events. Sky created... So they had these two shows. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, well, which one's, which one's the one we go with? We've got Boardwalk Empire, we've got Game of Thrones. Which one do we put all of our weight behind? So they look, they, they look at it on... Now, on face value, if, you, if you'd never seen either show, we had no hindsight. You look at you get two sheets of paper. One's got Game of Thrones. One's got Boardwalk Empire. You go Boardwalk Empire. Martin Scorsese, Steve Buscemi, Stephen Graham, gangsters, gangsters, blah blah blah. Prohibition. Blah. You got Game of Thrones. We've just come yeah. off the back of Lord of the Rings. It's a load of pretty much unknown actors. Sean Bean. Yeah, fine, fair enough. It's fantasy. No one's ever heard of George. Never R. R. been Martin. done on telly. Like, Never heard of Daniel, Daniel, and and David. Cast. You know, what is that? Lily Allen's brother. What? Um, <laughs> Off the two, off the two, they went with um, they went with Boardwalk Empire, the launch party for uh, Sky Atlantic. They hired out the whole of Battersea Power Station, which at the time was derelict. Yeah, before it was full of like before you know, shops of, like, and yeah, before street it was full food. Of, like, yeah, white company, um, <laughs> and they converted the whole of Boardwalk, uh, the whole of um, Battersea Power Station into a speakeasy, into a like an illegal wow. speakeasy. It must, I swear to God, it must have cost a million pounds to do this party. It was the the greatest ever party old Dark Days Jamie has ever been to. It was incredible. Everybody was, was there. Everybody was there. But the best thing was, was that everything was all about, it was, it was a speakeasy, so the casinos, they were like, you know, the, what did they call the, the fucking flapper girls, all of that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. It, was, it was, it was just insane. Um, guests of honour, Steve Buscemi, cast of Boardwalk Empire, um, at the front, on the main table, I had a really good chat with Stephen Graham in the toilets, so that's probably not one, that's probably, that's one for the book. Um, <laughs> but, just ignored at the bar, at the back, getting absolutely trolled. I won't name any names, but almost all of the main cast of, cast of Game of Thrones completely being ignored. Oh all, my god! And I mean, I think I was with Alex Zane. Like, ended up like standing at the bar, just getting absolutely trolled with like the people in Game of Thrones who were just com- being completely ignored. Never heard of any of them. And even if you had, and you loved the show, they look nothing like they do on the show most of the time. No, precisely. Precisely. It was amazing. That's amazing. Fortuitous ended up doing throwing cast, and it was like, I remember those guys, when no one would even look at them. And that was at the launch of the show. I've got dirt on you guys. I've seen how many canapes you had, among other things. (laughs) (laughs) Some class A canapes. (laughs) There were no class A's going around, just for clarification before you leave that Apple review. Um, yeah. Lovely. Right. That's it. 
that was a good episode. I enjoyed that. Really loved it. See you, really uh, it. See you Dragoncasters, uh, next week for the Battle of Blackwater. Um, thanks, as ever, for your interaction and your support. If you want to leave a review, even if it's a one-star, well-thought-out, well-argued uh, review, always happy yeah. to, to, to read them. Um, if you've got any constructive let it, comments, let it rip. do leave us. Let it rip, and we will see you next time. Until then, Dracaris. Dracaris. If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Drakkars. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.